When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Overtime looming in Philadelphia, 226 to go. Canadians and Flyers in a 2-2 tie as we update the scoreboard. Courtesy Cougar Paint and Collision, our family helping your family for 40 years. Early in the third, Dallas up 3-0 on Minnesota. And starting in about half an hour, it's the Golden Knights and the Avalanche. What happened tonight, this is completely BS. This is shame. Shame for the referees, shame for the league to allow this. 23 free throws for them, and we get two free throws in the, in the fourth quarter. Like, how to play the game. I, all, I understand uh, respect for all stars and all that, but we have star players on our team as well. Oh, my goodness. That is Darko Ryakovic, the head coach of the Toronto Raptors, after a 132-131 loss to the uh, Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, not that anybody was counting. The Lakers shot 23. Did I say Lakers or Clippers? They've lost to the Lakers. Uh, 23 free throws in the fourth quarter. The Raptors shot two. For the game, the Lakers shot 36. The Raptors shot 13. To discuss this, former executive director of Basketball Alberta, basketball guru, my good friend Paul Sir is on the line. Paul, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Reed. I know you're not supposed to say it after like January 4th or 5th or something, but we haven't spoken this year. So I said it. Well, that uh, it could be February twentieth. I'd probably still be saying it. Because so. <laughs> you're such a nice guy. Uh, all right. So that was kind of the best portion of about a minute uh, forty-five uh, from the post game by uh, Ryakovich. First of all, you know you've coached and you've dealt with coaches who sometimes might be angry. I mean, that's the highest level of the NBA. Um, how much of that in your mind is that he's actually mad and how much of that is he's trying to send a message for future games? You know what? I, I think most of it is that he's actually mad uh, because last night's game was so bizarrely disproportionate in not the, just the number of fouls that were called or the number of free throws that were shot, but the type of fouls that were called I mean, Reed. I, I I think the most watched foul is the last one by R.J. Barrett, where he hands off uh, to Scotty Barnes, who's cutting from the low post out to the forty-five degree angle in the wing, and then Barrett hands the ball off and then sets a screen on Anthony Davis. Now Barrett six seven, probably about two fifteen. Davis is six eleven, probably about two sixty. And it looked like Davis got hit by a Mack truck. <laughs> it, 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 it was ridiculous. And I think uh, uh, we've seen Jokic complaining recently about flopping. It's becoming, and, and people complaining about Jokic flopping. So people, flopping is more and more of a reality in the NBA. Now, last night, though, is just one of those games where it just raises eyebrows. Uh, and and you can't help but go twenty three to two really, 
so many and ones that were touch fouls, touch touch plays, if that. And in a one-point game, when you look at the statistics, read it's just ridiculous how the Raptors outplayed the Lakers, and to have the only difference in the game be the number of free throws that were given to the Lakers in the fourth quarter. We've, you know, so I. A long answer to your question, but the bottom line is, I think he was just mad, and I, in, in certainly there's some posturing, but I don't think that was some guy thinking up there in a very measured way. I think he was just mad. Okay, uh, Paul, this is why I love having you on because you you sparked I, 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 three questions for discussion points came into my mind as you were answering, and they're not well, necessarily... when you ramble, that's what happens. Well, no, that's not rambling. That's <laughs> intelligence on your part. So, so I'll, I'll start here. Um, okay. and, and as you know, I, uh, you know, I've covered basketball, U of A going back to Lakeland college. And I, and I know with Phil Allen's teams, uh, the wrestlers would do it other teams, especially making counting fouls on the best players on the other team to make sure they were done accurately. And I, I know from covering hockey, you know, there's this, well, one team had eight power plays and one team had two. It must have been a poorly refereed game. But shouldn't we be saying one team shot this many free throws, one team shot this many, maybe the other team was just more aggressive and less disciplined than the other? Yes, and that certainly was LeBron's opinion after the game. They fouled and we didn't. <laughs> Well, you know, you can, to a certain point, here's the thing. I agree with you. And by the way, Phil Allen had the greatest way of addressing officials in the world. Anybody who knew the legendary Phil Allen, my favorite Philism with officials was the official would be standing five feet from him and Phil would be talking to one of his players, looking the other way and just say, don't worry about it. They're terrible officials. Just ignore them. Yeah. <laughs> like he wasn't talking to the officials. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. Uh, the bottom line was the, 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 the big problem last night, and this is where I give uh, Ryakovich a, a, a pass on his rant and the fine that he's going to have to pay. That's ridiculous. 23-2, to two, come on. One-point game, really. Uh, Anthony Davis barely gets touched, flops, as I mentioned before, and it wasn't like it was like if you watch it in slow motion, watch. There's barely any contact by Barrett on Davis. There's a moment's hesitation on Davis's part, and then he flails again like he's been shot out of a cannon. That's just that's just theatrics, and the officials need to be better than that. So you can't have that kind of discrepancy, and you can't have Gotti Barnes, as Ryakovich again points out correctly, going to the hoop hard through contact and no call, and then give the calls that they gave to the Lakers on the other side. Conspiracy theorists will say this was uh, a must-win for the Lakers, and the league uh, mandated this. That's conspiracy theory. A lot of us would think the other way it was just bad officiating. All right, well, but here's the thing. This is in a league in which, and I know it was, uh, what, I think we're up to about 16 years ago with the Donahue scandal. Yes. But this is a league that had a ref get caught for making calls to affect the point differential in games. So is that like... Yes. Yes. So a league that has had a, a sport that over the decades has had a number of these issues. I'm not sure about last night what the motivation could have been. All I know is if it was, if it was uh, 
just officials calling the game. They need to get suspended and retrained. <laughs> if it was something else, then that's a whole different conversation. Well, if it was something else, then they also need to get suspended or fired. Uh, 100%. But if, if, if there's absolute corruption, be, yeah. But, but it can't be that because it was so stupid. <laughs> 23 to 2 is so stupid. You, you know, it's like <laughs> there's nothing subtle about that, just trying to throw a point right. once Right, because Donahue was a point differential, so he wanted yeah. a 12-point game to be a 9-point game because he'd, exactly. bet the, he'd bet the under on the 10.5 or whatever. Uh, yeah, that's right. he wasn't necessarily... Okay, uh, you mentioned flopping, which you know it's funny. A, a half hour ago, I said I think that uh, there are certain things in sports we are always going to talk about, and video review is one of them. And perhaps flopping in hockey, we call it diving. Other sports have different terms. So, yeah. in your opinion, uh, why is it worse now in the NBA than perhaps it's it's ever been? Part of the reason that it's worse is because the league has mandated defense. They've they've really neutered defensive players in the NBA. A lot of the physical play has gone out of the NBA because of the way that rules are written and officials are told to call it. So what what the officials and it's very difficult. I mean, you're talking about the best, some of the best athletes in, in professional sport in the world moving at blazing speeds who are very, very skilled at, uh, at, at, at the flops that they make. So they, are, they look very convincing in real time. But I think, again, where this, uh, this uh, comes from, Reed, is the fact that the NBA has taken so much of the physical play out of it. Uh, I, there was recently a rant about uh, J.J. Redick saying that Larry Bird wasn't one of the best three-point shooters. Uh, ever. And uh, a lot of old players came to his aid. And one of the things they said about Redick is Redick played in an era where the defender couldn't uh, use his arm to arm bar you, couldn't clutch and grab the way they could in the, in, in days gone by. But the, the play today is far less physical than it's been in the past. So I think what that does, the, the refs are hypersensitive to physical contact. So they're always going to give the player who's flopping the call first without really being able to evaluate in real time whether it's a flop or not. Well, that's a, we'll have to continue this discussion another day because I do have another guest coming up. But that's we had that discussion, I can't remember if it was this past NBA Finals or the previous year, that I watched s- several minutes of a game and didn't see a pass into the key because there was five yeah. guys on the perimeter. So you, you can actually be a very good NBA player now and not be much of an inside presence. Am I overstating that? You're not overstating it, but what's happening is the inside presence is coming back, Reed, and now the league is having to deal with it, and they're having a hard time. So I look forward to having this conversation at another time for sure. Uh, By the way, the hockey, hockey, I still think hockey players are the toughest athletes in professional sports. Well, I think a lot of people would uh, agree with you. Uh, but yes. and, uh, and you had a, you had an spe- speaking of rants, you had an epic rant in the playoffs about yes. <laughs> officiating yes, and how star players are treated in hockey, which is still yes. a very memorable moment. Okay, yes. Paul, thanks for doing this. Hope uh, everybody uh, in your family is is doing well. I, I love talking to you, man. We'll talk again soon. Likewise. All right. Take care, Reed. Happy New Year. That's Paul, sir, checking in. Uh, used to run Basketball Alberta, 3x3 pioneer with basketball.
Canada and just a fun guy to talk sports and basketball with because he always has a great opinion and an awesome outlook. The Flyers and the Canadians are in overtime. Breakaway for the Flyers and a save. So it remains 2-2 with a minute 32 left in OT. Primo in goal tonight for the Canadians after Montembeau had that great game on the weekend. Josh Prokop, U of A Golden Bears hockey captain next. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. All right, and Philadelphia with... Oh, my goodness. Uh, one last rush to the net and a collision into the goalpost uh, by Tippett. So we'll go to a shootout, Montreal and the Flyers. Inside Sports on 630 Chet. we just had Paul Sir on the show. Earlier, we had Luke Gazdick, presented by Avalon Foundation Repair, Western Canada's leading basement waterproofing company for 50 years, home of the lifetime warranty. Please now to go to the U of A Golden Bears hockey team. Their captain, Josh Prokop, is on the line. Josh, it's Reed. How are you doing? Good, thanks. How are you? Good. Did I pull you away for some homework? <laughs> no, we just started uh, the second semester, so there's not too much uh, going on in school just yet. Okay, what are you studying? Uh, I'm in uh, finance currently. Okay, how are you liking it? I like it a lot. Um, yeah, I enjoy I enjoy doing it. I enjoy um, the business aspect of school, so it's been good so far. Okay, good stuff. Uh, big weekend coming up for you guys. Well, I'll start with the hockey side of things. It's the home-and-home home against Calgary uh, in Calgary Friday, home to the Dinos on Saturday. Uh, you guys had that epic come-from-behind uh, win against them in the first semester. Can you describe the, the status of this rivalry right now between the Golden Bears and the Dinos? Yeah, it's definitely a big rivalry um, currently right now. They beat us in the finals of Canada West last year, and then the year prior to that, we uh, we beat them in playoffs. So, ever since I've been with the program, you know, it's been a huge rivalry. And this weekend's obviously it's it's huge. Um, they're three points ahead of us right now in the standings. We played them twice, so it's a really big opportunity for our group this weekend. Yeah, the standings are tight, all with 20 games played. The Dinos have 33 points. UBC, who's become a Canada West power recently, has 32, and then you guys are sitting there with 30. And then, you know, even Mount Royal and Saskatchewan, just four points behind. So the, the top five in the league are, uh, are all pretty strong. As you go around the Canada West, do you see a lot of the same guys you lined up against in the, in the Western Hockey League? Like, is there sometimes it's like, oh, you again? Again, uh, when you get out there, <laughs> yeah, I mean, majority of the players um, in the league, I'd say, are from the Western League, especially um, the top three teams or top three, top five teams in the standings right now. So, yeah, I mean, you see very similar faces, and I feel like lots of guys on our team, you you know, you'd know at least a couple guys personally on on every team. So, so yeah, I mean, it's pretty it's pretty familiar out there. You played with the Calgary uh, Hitmen for for three seasons. How, how do you describe? Um, you know, does it does it feel like a major junior style of play, or is it a more mature game? Because now guys are are twenty two, twenty three, twenty four instead of eighteen. How how do you look at that progression? Yeah, you know, I I would say in a way it it's a mature, more mature game just because the guys are older. I think um, the amount of games we play as well. Um, is a factor in in the comparison as well. I mean, we play two games on the weekend, mostly every weekend and 20 games in total compared to 68 games in the Western League. So I think 
every game it, there's such a huge emphasis on um, obviously getting the win and playing the right way and every game is almost like a playoff game in that sense so I think that's kind of where the difference comes in for me do, do the Golden Bears players uh, like do you guys ever have chats or take note of uh, Derek Ryan and Chris Knobloch both being members of the Edmonton Oilers yeah I mean I think everybody in our team definitely take takes note on that um, especially Derek Ryan just as a player um just kind of seeing his path um, and how he got to the NHL and how how he went through pro hockey. It's definitely like an, a, an incredible story. And I think lots of guys see that and can kind of use it as motivation and, and just know that, you know, that can be you and that could happen one day if you keep working at it. So, yeah, it's definitely cool. And then obviously same thing for um, Chris Knobloch. Um, same thing now he's in the position of being an NHL coach coming from playing from the Bears back in the day so I think it's uh, it's really cool for our program and lots of guys look up to those too you uh, you had a pretty cool experience as well because you got to play for the U Sports All-Stars in the uh, tune-up games against the Canadian junior team what can you tell us about that experience yeah no it was really it was really cool I did uh I did it in my first year. They only sent players from the Alberta um, school just because it was COVID. So I had a little bit of a taste of that as well. Um, but no, it was a great experience. Obviously, whenever you can get in the eyes in front of a lot of scouts, it's super important and um, definitely gets your, your juices going. Um, and then obviously playing against those great young players was also very cool. And just obviously seeing how, how uh, far developed along they are for being how young. Um, it was it was a really cool experience. Josh Prokop, Golden Bears hockey captain, joining us tonight on Inside Sports. Now, also for this weekend for the home and home against the Dinos and across Canada West, it's the Stick Up for Pride Tape weekend. Your brother Luke made history a couple of years ago. First player under contract with an NHL team to come out as gay. What does this Pride Tape uh, weekend mean to you? Yeah, no, it it definitely means a lot to me. It means. And obviously, I, I think it means a lot to my brother and, and my family as well. Um, obviously, just the, uh, the Canada West League, along with the programs in the in the League of Hockey, just kind of recognizing it and taking notes. Um, yeah, obviously, it, it kind of it hits pretty close to home for me. So it's it's uh, it's very important important thing for me. And um, yeah, it's, it's it's awesome. When Luke took that step. Um, how did you, how did you feel? Were, were were you worried? Were were you were you proud? Was it a bunch of uh, and by worried I mean you know sometimes there are some cruel people out there unfortunately. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, how, how did you feel when Luke took that step? Um, I, I'd say I wasn't worried. I think more so just proud. Um, and kind of just honestly, in a way, kind of just look up to him for just you know the courage that he had that he had to do that being in a in a tough spot. I would say and. Yeah, just super proud, proud older brother of him, and I think just, um, just being a supportive, supportive older brother that I am, um, just being someone you could lean on, and I think, I think overall it was just a positive experience for me, just knowing my family and his friends and all the close people around him, and just the support that that I feel like he would have gotten, and he did, so. Um, that's that's kind of just where I came from on it. Yeah, well said. Well, Josh, good for Canada West for having the stick up for Pride Tape weekend, and this is going to be uh, an incredible home and home. So it's it's at Calgary Friday and then at Claire Drake on Saturday, right? 
Yeah, correct. Okay, well, I, uh, I imagine it'll be an enthusiastic crowd uh, at Clear Trade on yeah, Saturday. Yeah, it'll be good. Right on. Excited. Well, enjoy it, Josh. All the best the rest of the way. I hope we talk again soon. Yeah, me too. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. That is Josh Prokop checking in, the captain of the U of A Golden Bears uh, hockey team. Always love talking to uh, those players home and home against the rival Dinos. This weekend, the Flyers win the shootout 3-2 against the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, Canadiens outshot again, but at least they get something out of the game. 39-19 in favor of Philly. Now 5-2 for Dallas leading Minnesota. That's with about six and a half minutes left in the third period. And coming up in about 10 minutes, Golden Knights at the Avalanche. Knights have been having a bit of a tough go, just three wins in their last 10 games. As of course, you know, with the Oilers run here, they've uh, moved within shouting distance. Well, maybe uh, regular talking voice distance of the Kings to the, well, certainly the Kings. The Oilers are only four points back of the Kings, uh, eight points back of the Golden Knights, but with three games in hand. Oilers and Red Wings tomorrow. It's going to be Oilers now at 2 o'clock. The face-off show at 3.30, and the game will start at 5. Big thanks to Dave Campbell. He's the producer of Inside Sports. Kellen Kennedy, your studio producer this evening. My name's Reed. Thanks for listening. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 